Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. You basically put it into this tree, and it just goes in, and then you turn it like a keyhole. You grab everyone, and Chad, you're sitting there, Miguel's jamming out, and it's oh, just, he has a CD. <laughs> Yeah, we're both singing along. Dottie turns into leaves and just disappears. They just kind of like fall to the ground. And then Danny turns into leaves and falls to the ground. And then Lucas turns to the leaves and falls to the ground. Oh, shit. No, no, not me too. Chad, you spin around. Lucas, you feel like you're going to throw up. And as you hear this large whistle go off, as you see some of the, the machine start to roll to a halt, then you feel through the ground this very familiar rumbling. I'm Isaac, the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules, inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey. 
there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first, but if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. Lucas, you're kind of holding your stomach. You're a little bit sick. You got kind of like that twinge at the back of your throat. Chad, you're just you're just tired and, ups- and annoyed. Every time you get in a vehicle, it's never good. You keep disappearing and reappearing next to these strange children. Uh, Dottie, you're amazed because that actually worked. You, you, you visualized where you want to go. You visualized the people you wanted to go with, and you went there. And that's something new that you you are now – you've had confirmation. That is something you can do. Danny, how's Danny feeling? About – just about uh, being teleported? I mean the, the, the ground is starting to shake. The whistle uh, has blown. You're watching people starting to pour out of the mine. He had uh, so so Danny had a premonition about this, um, and is this is this the thing that he saw happening before it happened? Uh, Danny would think so. Okay, uh, I think he would turn to the rest of the group and say, uh, "Well, something bad is about to happen," and I think that it's important that we are here. Okay, um, I still have two hold left over from my read a bad situation. I would yep. like to ask, what is our best way in, and what is the best way to protect the victims? So you see that people are kind of panicking towards the gate, um, and and you think that you know that the gate the, you, the gate's probably locked and has some sort of keypad mechanism. Uh, luckily, you're probably about twenty feet away from what looks to be a forklift. And you think the best way to protect the victims is to be able to get them out. You think maybe, you know, if you used that or some some other way to make a make a hole for them to to escape this area, this um, that would be the best way. And what's your best way in? Uh, the the you see everyone pouring out from this central kind of mining shaft at the 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 bottom of this quarry, and that definitely looks to be your best way in. All right, so, so Chad. Uh, Sorry, real quick. First things first, I'd like to jinx. Alrighty, what are you jinxing? Uh, there's just stuff going on that that Danny wants to be sure, you know, that people get out safely, that people... I, I don't know, I, I may have just... Uh, just luck will be on the side of the people. Yeah, that's the that's kind of the idea, or that luck will be on the side. Actually, I mean, you, you, you threw me off because it's a super valid question of Danny hasn't seen anyone like start action yet so i'll tell you what i'm going to nix the jinx until chad starts acting okay all right so so chad chad you know taking stock of the situation says all right kids we're gonna have to put our differences aside for a minute the uh town's in peril but we're gonna have a serious talk about what's going on here with you kids soon uh, in the meantime, we got to save these people, and then I will run over, jump on the forklift, and fire it up and head it, drive it toward the gate. 
Alrighty, so you basically, you step on the gas. I want you to make an act under pressure. Uh, Lucas and Dottie, what are you guys doing? I'm going to jump on the back of the forklift. Ah, uh, you're on the back of the forklift? Alright, yeah. uh, you, but you, Chad has not started it yet, so you don't have to do that. Um, Danny, roll your jinx, and Dottie, what would you like to do? Act, act under pressure, got a 10. Okay, I'm going to get onto the forklift with everybody else, I guess. Do I need to roll anything for that? Uh, it has not started yet, so luckily, no. Um, Chad, okay. you start... So, Chad, you start up the forklift, you step on the gas, and just... Squealing... Squealing tires-ish? Uh, you've never driven a forklift before, but... It's not... I mean, it's basically a weird car. And mm -hmm. so you start driving it forward... And uh, the miners are now super confused um, and terrified because they see on one side uh, this the, what appears to be an earthquake, and on the other they see a boy, uh, a group of children, Mad Maxing on a forklift as it runs and slams into the gate. And uh, and so you kind of like to do like a sliding spin, and they're looking looking at you kids in awe. As you guys, uh, you guys sit in front of the now open gate. What do you guys do? Yeah, I would like to swerve the the forklift. So after I knock the gate open, I actually angle in toward the guardhouse, and I hop up on the forklift. And say, "All right, people, this way, clear out." Uh, Chad, I'm pretty sure there's official practices that probably they probably don't need us to evacuate. So, so Dottie, as you're, as you're, as you say your bit to Chad, uh, you watch as the people like shake themselves out of confusion and start running out the gate. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. Some people are just natural born leaders, and other people just get criticized all the time. Yeah, shut up, Dottie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 oh, I see the Twitter comments now. Oh God, call that one. Isaac, give it, give it. So the reason I angled toward the guardhouse, um, you know, obviously I left the house without my Jeep or any of my gear. The only thing I obviously have with me is my flak, flak vest. So I don't have my rifle or my hunting rifle or anything like that. So what are the chances that the guardhouse has a well-stocked armory? And I'm thinking this might be a good opportunity to use preparedness. Uh, yeah, roll preparedness. All right. So that's a roll plus sharp. A seven. You have it, but not here. Okay, so fair enough. I was hoping I could arm up, uh, but maybe not. Somebody else is already armed up. They should have something in the guardhouse, probably. They have something. Uh, you just realized that you saw the guard uh, that with his rifle running away with the rest of the workers. So there is another rifle in there, but there's no ammo. No, th there's no rifle. You know where it is. It's loaded. It's just on the back of a worker that's now running in this large swarm of about 40, 50 quarry workers. He drops it. He drops it. Jinx. Oh. That's the jinx. Nice. That's the jinx? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you watch as he's running, and someone knocks into his shoulder, and that gun just falls to the ground. All right, Tra Chad's going to sprint after it. Okay, while he's doing that, I would like to read a bad situation. I have a... Okay. I have a hold, too. Um, okay. Uh... To, to the point where, uh, so I've used one hold on my second hold. I'd like to uh, target, find something that I left for them. Uh, can we just skip Chad having to roll to get the uh, to get the gun? 
Sure. Yeah, you basically, Chad, for some reason, you are just on your game. You're bobbing, weaving, and you reach down, you grab that gun, and you are right back. It is a, it is a night, it is a, um, it is a Woodmore Industries 30-06. It is fully loaded, and there's actually an extra clip that was kind of, um, that's kind of tucked into the, into the, the strap that holds the, the strap for the gun. Uh, right. Lucas, you wanted to do, um... Read a bad situation. Read a bad situation. All right, roll it up. So I got a nine, which gives me, uh, I think, hold one. Uh, yeah. So the question is going to be, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? You, you're looking around and you, so you notice that, that most of the people have cleared out, but you hear with your kind of in, in, enhanced senses, the whirring of what sounds to be an elevator coming from this hole during those rumbles. An elevator whirling? Yeah, like you know, like if you've ever if you've ever heard like the coil, the metallic coil of an elevator coming up. Okay, so the elevator's coming up. Yeah, but you hear it coming from the large hole in the ground where the where the quarry is. So do I feel like I need to go towards that? Like there's yes, yes. So you you have the distinct you have the distinct thought of oh shit, there are miners there's... in there. Okay, yeah. It's a, I, it, there's tremors. What if it collapses? Okay, I book it. I'm like, guys, I think there's still people in here. And I just start running and like parkouring over stuff to get to the quarry, to the hole, the mine hole, mine shaft. Okay, so you're going that way. Uh, Chad and Chad, Dottie and Danny, what are you doing? I guess we're following, although I'm saying while we're doing this, this this really feels like this should be professionals' jobs to save these people as opposed to uh, high schoolers. But you know what? Uh, I don't know. I'm just a little going along with the flow. So so Chad uh, did like almost like a running uh, like somersault where he picked up the rifle and did an instant turnaround and ran back. He gets on the, uh, or rather, I get on the uh, uh, forklift again and mm -hmm. drive it toward the main entrance of the mine, which I saw earlier. Uh, oh, yeah. And so, uh, Danny, I'm going to assume that you and you're still in the back of this mine cart uh, on top, uh, on the back of this forklift. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's fine. Hang on, guys. This might get rough. I think Lucas is faster than a forklift. Oh yeah, no. yeah. No, the forklift goes about thirty miles an hour, and you don't know, you do not know what they feed these kids in and in, uh, in San Bernardino. But you see Lucas just take off, and he is. Well, he probably him. got a good head start because I had to go get the rifle and everything. So uh, yeah. yeah, he's probably got a good head start on me anyway. Yeah. Even so, he is fast, and you watch as like there's these kind of like levels to the quarry that you kind of have to like this switchback. He's instead of you're having to like drive around these switchbacks, which are slowing you down. He's just jumping down, and these are like 10, 15 foot tall switchbacks. He's jumping down, hitting the ground, rolling, and just heading down. As uh, Lucas, you get down to the bottom of the of these switchbacks, you're looking into this massive. Uh, massive kind of illuminated tunnel which is the entrance of this this quarry on the last jump when i like land and roll i like look back up and see how big it is and i go that's dope and then i get up and i run into the to the tunnel all right so you you run into the tunnel and you see uh a group of uh you see that probably about 10 feet lower you look in and you see this large uh mine shaft going down and you look down and you you see and you can and, and watch as this 
this group of miners in this this elevator is rising up as fast as it can but you feel the tremors getting getting more powerful and more powerful as you hear this kind of shifting cracking sound above you oh gosh uh i look up is there is it a beam or is it metal what's uh, you see, it's kind of like it is these these metal supports, and you watch this one is like buckling as this crack in the stone appears ab- is above it, and it's just like forming outward as the metal is just creaking and grinding. And as you're you're looking at this, it's probably about the time Chad you pull the um, the forklift out in front of this the entrance of this mine, and you see uh, Lucas inside. As uh, the Lucas, the miners, uh, the miners are now up, but they have the the doors on the elevator starting to swing open, and um, uh, you all hear this horrendous sound of ripping metal and this crack. As Lucas, I need I need everyone to make me an act and a pressure roll. Can I? I want to see if there's like a beam or something that I can force up to hold the the ceiling, like as it's cracking. So you don't see any beams like that, but the me- you can see the metal is starting to crumble, and you think you might be able to hold it. Yeah. Um, is, is Danny watching this? Ah, yeah. So Danny has telekinesis. He could potentially help hold it up. Yep. Um, um, I will roll. Act under roll. pressure. Chad got an 11. Okay. Nice, Chad. I got a 9. So right. Danny, with a help out, you could get me up to a ten. Well, well, basically, how this is now is everyone has one action they can do before this ceiling collapses. And um, anyone that got below a below a ten has a minus one to that roll. Uh, Chad, okay. you do not because you got an eleven. So what would so, you all like to do? This mine is collapsing. There are people still in it coming out. Yes, there's a group of miners. Yep. So if Danny can see Lucas doing what he's doing, Danny would try to, to help out, like uh, 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 Paul said, you know, use telekinesis. So, Danny, you're, you do not want these miners to get hurt. And you, everything in your mind goes, no. Just this single word as your eyes kind of glow. You feel this heat in your eyes um, as you... Uh, and I need, want you to roll a, uh, a use magic telekinesis. So that's a, an eight. Which okay. Which is plus two, plus two, minus one. All right. So basically, uh, you, you've, this, this creaking in this metal starts to slow, but you feel this, like, this immense pressure on your mind and your, your, uh, as you are trying to hold this up, uh, mentally and, um, Lucas, uh, you see running running through the trees is um, uh, running through the trees and down the quarry is Biggs, and he just uh, runs toward you, and it is crazy how fast this cat is, and he he runs and jumps and hits you in the chest, and goes in inside of me. Yes. Oh, gross! Oh no! Oh, um, oh God. And um, here's what I want to try and do. And I think plus Biggs makes it even better. Uh, I want to grab really quickly out of my backpack, that shell of the beetle thing and lick it. 
And then I want to try and become the beetle thing to like hold this like as big as I can essentially and hold this up. Um, you know, which right. maybe I can't become the full size beetle, but even like one size or two sizes bigger than my normal human self. Uh, roll plus weird. You got it. I got a nine. So I was thinking that would be like use magic, do something. Well, I guess it's shapeshifter slash use magic. Right? Maybe do something beyond human All right, limitations. Alright, so, uh, roll, well, roll, roll shapeshifter first. So there's no roll for shapeshifter? It's oh. Just do it. Um, I will say, I will say this, with, uh, since Danny is also trying to help out here, and, and giving you the kind of this boost, I will take the negative one away, so you are at a ten, as okay. you feel your body just start morphing and stretching. Oh, bigger. God. This is bigger than you have ever felt before. It doesn't hurt or anything. And you guys watch as these like large chitinous plates go up as as you basically just slam into the the roof of this cavern as this all these all these muscles and and all these new muscles and this new mass is just holding up the weight of this cavern as Lucas is now probably about twenty feet tall. Um, Do I feel like I'm the same size as what these things probably are normally? You have no idea i'm curious how 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 the um the fleeing workers react to this monster <laughs> thing in i'm just way, like hurry up, up get out um so they are they are shocked they are shocked to see this transfer transformation it is a full-on akira transformation he has these massive chitinous plates he's standing up he's just this giant mountain his legs are all kind of, his legs are thicker and ropier as you see these large plates form on him to to add more bracing um and uh so but at at your yell which is now this deep deep bellow uh they start running forward Hurry up! Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, so how freaked out are they? Very they are, freaked out. They have. They are basically <laughs> in complete shock, and the only reason they moved is because they have been given an order, and that's the only thing their brain can focus on at the moment. Okay, but are they going the right direction? Because I'm trying to figure out if this is an opportunity to use soothe or not. Uh, this would be a wonderful opportunity to use soothe. They are flabbergasted. As they, as they come running out, I will clasp each of them on the shoulder, give them a little shove toward the main gate, and say, run for the gate, you've been affected by mind gas. Run for the gate, you've been affected by mind gas. Hey guys, my name is Paul Purnell, and I am the creative director of the RPG Empire. And I just wanted to take a minute to tell you kind of what's going on with us, and give you a sense of who we are, and how you can connect with us. You can check us out on therpgempire.com, which will take you to our Patreon. I don't need to say a lot about that. Everyone knows what Patreon is. You can learn more about other shows that we're producing on there. You can see the things that we're giving away for free. But I also want to just say, if you love this story as much as we love telling it, please leave us a review and share it. Sharing is 100% the best way to help this podcast. I would love for you to join the Patreon, but if nothing else, if you just share it, that would be amazing. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and being a part of this, and we hope you join the Empire, and definitely reach out to us through Instagram and Patreon. The RPG Empire, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Now back to the show. I would not say that. I'm going to say, there's no mind gas, just there's a collapse. Let's, we're all in this together. And I just say it like that. We're all in this together. It's a completely nonsensical phrase, but chills them out. 
So looking around, is there any sign of these monsters or is this just an earthquake? Uh, so you, um, you guys get him out there, and, and thanks to Dottie's soothe, not as much Chad Woodmore's men in black explanation <laughs> of what just happened, uh, they, they run towards the gate, and they're, they're doing good, and as you, this, this mine is being held up, you hear this rumbling coming up from neath and, uh, beneath, and almost, almost like a whale breaching the surface of the water, you see one of these massive insectoid creatures burst out. Uh, I need everyone to roll me plus sharp. Okay. Seven. Ooh, eleven. Damn. So, bug stampede. Uh, it's just one. It's not like, it's not a bunch. It's just a singular, a singular insectoid mass. And it is massive. It is about the size of a school bus. Just breaching out of this ground. Alright, so Chad, you are just like, you're, you are just flabbergasted as just a dude Looking at now Danny, who's this massive Lucas. fucking 20-foot-tall monster, um, just made of this plates and, and, and shifts. It, like, it barely resembles Lucas. Am I, uh, um, am I like, been tending it? I don't look like the bugs. I look like a human version of the bugs. Yes, sort of very, very close to that. You were like... You have the same kind of plating as they do, but it's more on this on your humanoid body. Okay. Uh, Dottie and Daddy, you're looking at this creature, and instead, it doesn't seem aggressive. It's kind of like shaking itself around, and it almost reminds you of like if you ever like stubbed your toe and you kind of like dancing around on that one foot, cursing violently. Very similar sort of motions. Uh. But Lucas, in this form and being closer to this actual creature, you can see that this piece, this probably about five foot chunk of its chitinous plating just has this mass, it's just, it's just gone and there's this oozing kind of puscular sore where it is. Okay, can I get close to the thing? Sure, <laughs> you can, you are, yeah, you can, how, you can walk right up to it. I'm it going is. to walk, oh, okay, hmm. Okay, I will use communication with something I don't share a language with. Ten. Nice. I understand this bug. I like bugs. Remember? Uh, yeah. So basically, you you, it's close enough that for some reason you you've always like, especially more recently with the architecture and stuff like that, you haven't as much been your your parents' sort of full on hippie drive of like trees and nature and stuff, but doing things like. Finding finding little you know insects living in these these old homes. Oh yeah, and, and once you get into the sub basements, I mean you find plenty of weird little creatures. Yeah, and they're just they're less weird little guys. Most people don't like them, but you're just kind of neutral with them, and you you are just it's not any words. It is just screaming in pain. So I want to use lay on hands on it, but um, I don't know how to use lay on hands yet. So as you have felt before and had heard this kind of, felt the searing pain in your head, you feel the searing pain again, and you 
you want to comfort it because you don't want to see things in pain. And yeah, so you... I've seen them do insecticides in these old houses before and you come in and you see some little insect that's like squirming around because it's been, you know, it's exactly, been with exactly. And you just, you feel bad. And so you, uh, you kind of like almost instinctively like reach out and it's thrashing around. You touch it. it it's, it's one of its, its long legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll lay on hands. Uh, seven. And so I'm going to take that on myself. Ooh. That's a lot of harm. <laughs> That's okay. You can heal the harm. Okay, I heal the harm by taking it on to myself. How much damage is he taking right now? Uh, so you kind of watch a as this. Uh, as instead of this thing kind of... Um, instead of Wait, paint, paint me a picture. So Lucas is holding this cave up in like armor titan mode. And Dottie just like walks by him. Yeah, Dottie, 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 like icy veins walks by. Like you see, like um, you see Danny, who's grabbing the side of his head. His 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 eyes are glowing with this kind of fiery light as the, this stone is shifting and cracking. As this massive creature slams into the walls, you have armored Titan holding up the wall. You have Chad trying to observe everything in in this state of shock from seeing L Lucas. This this kid turn into this creature, and and Dottie, icy veins, walks by all of them, touches it, immediately stops moving as that boil that was on its its skin basically moves down this creature and and then hits hits your hand and moves on your arm as you feel pain just sear up your arm as um. Okay, what does the, it feel like? By the way, yes, I do do all that because I have no frame of reference for what on earth is going on with Lucas and what on earth is going on with Danny. I have no explanation for it, but a bug is a big bug. Now, I'm a thinking a exoskeleton that big should collapse on itself, and this bug shouldn't exist. But it does, and it is some facsimile of bug. This I can relate to. I cannot relate to anything else. Therefore, I ignore it. Uh, you take three harm as you watch is basically your entire arm that you're touching it. The entire first and second layers of skin just burn off. And oh just God. you all smell this this <laughs> smell of sizzling acidic flesh melting as you feel your like pain like you have never felt before rip through your body. And, and, like at first I get like I get the dopamine response or whatever it is that you feel like when you se get a severe injury like at first I just say Chad Chad yeah. really quietly and then I start start Chad 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 and then I'm just screaming Chad because like the pain is starting to hit me oh yeah yeah it was oh, like one Dottie. of those things where it's like oh god Dottie your arm looks terrible Chad so as as Chad snapped out of his stupor yet? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Dottie ran into the cavern uh, and touched this thing, and then her arm blew up. Of course, started melting off or something. Uh, it starts much more looking like it's melting off. <laughs> it's not much first aid can do for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, if there is. Uh, actually, actually, you have seen. You have been trained for different types of, uh, of burns. Uh, you have, and one of them is chemical burns. And from what you can tell, uh, from your, you have spent some time doing getting your um, uh, outdoor response um, certification, so you can basically I can help people. 
Yeah, and so you've 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 basically you had to go through basic courses on first aid and whatnot, and do a little bit more advanced wilderness first aid um, because of you were basically the medic of the ski team. And this is definitely a, a sort of a sim, acidic chemical burn. And you know, in your medics in your medic bag that you kind of keep on your side, you have a little like jar of baking powder. Yeah, anti-burn stuff. Um, Dottie, get over here. I'll treat you. I'm not really capable of moving right now. I'm just screaming. I'm just, I can't think. You're oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Me. You don't look at her and she has, there's no, like, she's on the ground holding her arm. You watch as this creature, like, looks at you guys and then breaks back into the surface of this ground and just starts burrowing down again. As you, it stops for just a second. You see this large kind of, uh, large, the large end of it starts spraying this very familiar wax-like substance above the hole as it disappears back into the ground. All right. As so it, Dottie as... is on the ground, screaming, crying, grabbing her arm that you just, it, which you just watched go through Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, Ch- Chad's gonna <laughs> go over to her and, and gonna. I hope this teaches you a lesson about going to try to help these freaking monsters. I cannot hear you. I am too busy screaming. All right, Chad. Chad's gonna Chad's gonna apply the burn medication to the arm and bandages and all that sort of thing. So I definitely, move. as as you're doing that, Lucas is like, Chad, could you hurry up? Number seven. This is very heavy. Oh, fair enough. Then I'll just grab Dottie under her arms and drag her out of the hole first before I treat her. You're pulling, you're you're pulling her out by the arms, and you're getting a better look. And as you kind of berate her, you look down, and you you're really fucking concerned. Um, it is second, if not third degree, chemical burns all up and down her arm. Yeah, I'm really not. But I'll tra- <laughs> <Jake>. um, <laughs> uh, but I treat. I got a nine. So on a seven to nine, you can choose one to heal two harm or stabilize. Is she unstable? No. So two harm healed. That's pretty good. So you're probably still suffering from the burn. That just alleviates the danger. Um, you're going to have lingering effects from the thing. So after I treat it with the anti-burn, anti-acid stuff, uh, I will wrap it with the, the clean gauze bandage and all that sort of thing. You take out some some like uh, a, a base a base substance that's used in, in medicine to kind of alleviate uh, acidic burns, and you put it on there, and you watch as as um, uh, you wrap it around. Dottie, you're still in quite a bit of pain, um, as this this is happening, but her arm is no longer melting. Uh, which do is I have good. any like uh, uh, painkillers or any kind of like? anesthetic where i could like knock her out can lucas oh, get out God, of the yes. tunnel you're one yeah oh uh so so you guys you're pulling out of there looking your back for painkillers uh danny and lucas what are you guys doing uh i'm gonna try and get out of this tunnel do i think i can do it in this armored titan mode no absolutely not your entire body is designed to hold up this so you you think you're gonna have to shift back if you wanna you wanna run <laughs> okay then i'm just gonna kind of like shed this as I like haul butt out of here and try not to get crushed. So I think an act under pressure. Yes. Act under pressure. Uh, Danny, um, act under pressure with uh, plus one because Danny is still holding up the, uh, still have, still able to hold it up some with his mind. Okay. Oh, I got a seven. So thanks Danny. You saved me. 
so Danny, you 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 watch as Lucas starts to run out of this tunnel, and you well, so see him get. Luke, I'm imagining that the armored Titan kind of stays there, and I like kind of burst out of it, like it's uh, like I'm molting. So like kind of burst out of its chest onto the ground and kind of like roll, but it's still there for a second, but it's kind of like hollow without me, and it's kind of like starting to get crushed. Uh, so basically, you you kind of move out of this shell and you're you're running towards the exit very fast and instead of it being like a shell that's kind of crushing you watch as it sort of starts to dissolve into this big old pile of meat <laughs> as um as danny you finally it, it's too much the the heat starts to transition to pain as you feel the searing burn go through your entire head as um you lose control the the metal rips and you hear the of the of the stone going down and Lucas you lunge outward and so I got a worse outcome a hard choice or a price to pay your worst outcome is you make it most of the way out but your leg is going to be trapped there okay uh your price to pay is going to be as you're jumping outward your you realize that your backpack was on the other form and your skate you're going to lose your skateboard oh crap okay um, so as you're doing this, you're jumping out and you, you realize that you left that pe that only, the only piece of shell of these ones that you have at the moment in that cave and you will lose it and you will have, you will have lost your only lead on these creatures. Dang. Um, that's, is that a price to pay or that's a hard choice? A uh, hard choice. So worst outcome, your leg gets penned. Uh, price to pay, you lose your favorite skateboard. Your only yep. skateboard, and you know there's no skate shops in Pine Forge. So Definitely you're not gonna not. you're gonna have to make a new skateboard. Or you're gonna um, lose this piece of shell. I think I'm gonna go ahead and let my leg get caught. <laughs> Alright. So you basically you you lunge forward, you throw your backpack out, um, you have this piece of shell in your pocket. And the mind collapses, and you just feel pain rocket up your body as you're you're basically from your mid calf to down is caught under under underneath this rock. There's definitely crunching noises. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, how much harm is that? Uh, that is three. That is three harm, and okay. you are pinned. I have unquenchable vitality. When you've taken harm, you can heal yourself. Roll plus cool on a 10 plus heal two and stabilize. Seven to nine, heal one and stabilize. On a miss, your injuries worsen. I'm going to go ahead and try and roll that. That's awesome. <laughs> Here we go. Ooh, good. I got an eight. So uh, I heal one and I am stabilized. So that just means I won't bleed out. So okay. Like, like my leg is healing a little bit, but I'm still kind of stuck, I imagine. Yeah, basically where like the blood was starting to pour out, it kind of forms over again. and you're st But you're still pinned up against there, and uh, you guys hear sirens in the distance. Oh, crap. Ow. Oh, God. Oh. I've got a funny idea. Can I barf out Biggs? <laughs> so instead you feel this weird sensation in your face, and then out of like... The side of your, like, on the right side of your head, like, where your eye is, you watch as Biggs just kind of, like, pulls himself out. Oh, and it's kind of like God. that scene in the thing, but inverse. So instead of being for their flesh being forced together, it's being forced apart oh, as God. Biggs jumps out of his face. Oh, God. Ah, ah. 
Biggs, what the hell was that? What did you do? And also gross. Biggs looks at you, and just, it's weird. You don't feel the connection like you normally do, and he turns into a bird and flies away. What? What the hell? Oh, God. It did... Uh, Danny. And I think I just kind of, like, lay down and rest. <laughs> yeah, so you're... So what are you guys doing? You guys hear sirens in the distance. The tremors have stopped. Uh, Lucas's leg is caught in this mind. Uh... Uh, Chad, you you are a wit, uh, you're a rich white kid in the '90s. You have painkillers galore. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, kids, I'm thinking... we don't condone painkillers. <laughs> Please. No. Yeah. So uh, Chad was working on Dottie while the whole thing with Lucas is going on. So Chad stabilized her and everything, and they pulled out a couple of heavy duty painkillers and you know popped them into her mouth. Um, said swallow it. Come on, it'll make you feel better. And about that time, he hears the sirens yep. and, and and the collapse of the mine and decides he needs to get the hell out of here because he, he's supposed to be in the hospital and just books it the hell out of there. <laughs> Does he just leave us all? Just leaves you. Oh, my nice. God. <laughs> oh. All right, you guys watch it. Chad, Chad, basically. <laughs> Classic Chad. <laughs> Ch Dottie's kind of laying on the ground. Danny, oh, uh, you're the only one that's sort of available. Uh, uh, yeah, Dottie's kind of laying on the ground. Her eyes are a little bit lulled. Her arm, her arm is okay now, but it is it is just severe wound. Just the entire arm is just severely wounded. Um, Lucas but Chad is did literally a good job of bandaging it. It, it looks neatly oh, tended. God. Oh yeah, no, it looks fantastic. Uh, Lucas's leg is fully caught under this pile of. Of mountainous rocks as Chad just runs into the woods. That's amazing. Uh, as Chad, Chad is, you're starting to run and then you realize, fuck me, there's a 12 foot chain link finch with barbed wire on top of it surrounding the quarry. Yeah, I ran for the gate where we came in. I was going to skis off to the side after I got out the gate. So the gate is is up probably about 100 feet up these switchbacks. Okay, oh, you know yeah. you know what? I, I, I take that back. I am running into the woods. I'm just going to be out of sight hiding. I'll wait till the smoke clears and then find a way out. All right, roll me an act under pressure. Actually, roll me a roll me a tough check. Tough. Just to like run up those hills. <laughs> yeah, he's basically you're just having to do an endurance check to just run Rocky style up these massive oh switchbacks. <laughs> Chad, you've been rolling so poor, poorly. No, oh, no. He did so good so many times. He's bound to run out. <laughs> when you give in to your selfish impulses, this is what happens. Oh, Karma is yeah. a bitch. Karma. Chad, you huff your way up these switchbacks, and you finally get to the top. And you, you look up, and all you see is a sea of police cars and fire trucks and ambulances. And at the head of it all is your father, eyes agape as he's looking at you. His son, as the mine does its final like collapse and shift as this massive plume of dust kind of billows behind you. Okay, so in, end of session questions. Uh, did we conclude the mystery? No. Did we save somebody from certain death or worse? Yes. Definitely. Yes, you did. Uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? Well, yeah, I think so. Uh, yes. I... Well, you guys did with some of your knowledge. Uh, well, yes. Yes, you did with your the gap in that, that massive event in, in the history that's, that's not there anymore. 
That's something new you learned about the world. And did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Everyone yeah. learned that I can shapeshift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we learned that Dottie can teleport, although I don't think Chad knows that that's what happened yet. Yeah. But we learned that Dottie can just take on the pain of others onto herself and have a real fun time. Yeah. Cool. So if you get one or two yeses, mark one experience. If you get three or four, mark two. So that's two experience. That means I am leveling up. Hey there, dear listeners. This is your DM, Isaac. If you've enjoyed the show, you should check out the others on the RPG Empire family. Whether you crave the high-stakes adventures of the Wild West, tales of intrigue or magic, or the rough and gritty terrain of a post-apocalyptic world, RPG Empire has it all, with podcasts, playbooks, moves, and all things Monster of the Week and related system. It's the perfect place to find everything you need to enjoy your own mystery, adventure, or tale. So come join us. Be part of the mystery.